how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the funkiest <laughs> video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Both Carl and I are so excited today because oh, whenever oh we boy. play and feature the music of one of our favorite composers, Jake Kaufman, we always have a good time Oof. without fail. And this yeah. episode, in our opinion, is kind of long overdue. Oh my God, absolutely. It's been on the docket for a long time. I could not be more excited. When it comes to pure energy and entertainment, these are some of the best scores and definitely some of our very favorite scores in video games. We're going to feature today the games Mighty Switch Force and Mighty Switch Force 2, both composed by Jake Kaufman, both developed by Way Forward. So excited, man. These are absolutely some of our favorite VGM soundtracks. And without a it's doubt, it's almost like. This describes, uh, these soundtracks describe Jake Kaufman's kind of energy and life force when it comes to composition and the Couldn't sheer agree danciness of this. Uh, you played one of these tracks at your wedding reception and everybody yep. danced to it. So the, all this music, you know, it's definitely holds a special place in all of our hearts. Absolutely. It's just right there next to our hearts. Uh, what you guys are hearing <laughs> playing in is going to let you know the vibe if for some reason you don't know this music. This is what we're in store for. That was title from the second game, actually, starting off with that. That's Mighty Switch Force 2. Uh, a lot of the same melodic material from the original title, and he would kind of update it for the sequel. We're going to go back to that second score on the last part of the episode, but we're obviously going to start off with the first score, kind of splitting our episode in two. Uh, worked out really well. I think both of these scores aren't quite big enough on their own for their own aren't quite aren't quite big enough for their own spotlights but when you put them together it's absolutely perfect now we should say this is actually part of what's called the mighty series there were two other mighty games that came before uh, but i think once they got to mighty switch force jake really established kind of a new sound and definitely mm -hmm. a new instrument combination and sense of dance uh it's just such a great combination there's a little bit of chips uh, or FM stuff here and there, a lot of synths, a lot of uh, dance kind of instruments. It's just so much fun. Yeah. We did say that these games were developed by WayForward. They're puzzle platformer games that came out for the 3DS and the Wii U. Let's start off with 2011 game Mighty Switch Force. And we're going to start things off with the level select theme composed by Jay Kaufman. guys are listening to level select from mighty switch force absolutely adorable one of the few examples uh where it feels like this could fit at home in like a futuristic 
Kirby game. Uh, it's almost like a little bit too energetic even for Kirby. It's a problem with Jay Kaufman's music, but uh, yeah, this is just so cute. And again, it's a good introduction to the palette that we're going to hear today. I just absolutely love the palette that he established in Mighty Switch Force and then kind of continued and in some ways ramped up in Mighty Switch Force 2. This is adorable. Well, yeah, in the palette, I think harmonically has to do with, you know, 30s, 40s, quintessential real book jazz harmony, which is, I think, a, a huge part of Jake Kaufman's body of work has this really authentic jazzy uh, you know these kinds of chord progressions that are very rich and old-fashioned that he loves and it's sort of that mixed with um, a genuine love for you know Japanese chip music as well as just kind of the history and the evolution of American pop music if I had to sort of distill the magic of Jake Kaufman into yeah. like one sentence that's sort of where I would put it it's kind of like the evolution of American pop music meets Japanese video game music and oh my that God, really I love it. Is such a great marriage because there's so much overlap harmonically, melodically, and I think um, in the Switch Force games, as we'll see, uh, a lot of the rhythmic aspects and the production aspects that uh, he gets from just so much great dance music. Uh, and the music is incredibly well produced. This level select theme is definitely much more subdued when it comes to the production. But yeah, as Carl yeah. mentioned, compositionally, this melody and the progression, it's just effervescent it's so positive it's undeniable it's so energetic um yeah it's a great the energy is not going to let up today and i will say that especially when we move on right now to bgm to stage themes this is a great episode if you're doing something active if you're working out if you're even if you're washing the dishes and you want to get done as quickly as possible this is going to be a non-stop energetic episode okay let's move on this is the first piece of bgm this is bgm love you love you love God, that's an earworm. You guys are listening to BGM Love You, Love You, Love for Mighty Switch Force, composed by Jake Vert Kaufman. And episodes like this, where the music is so incredible across the entire playlist, really takes the pressure off of us, because no matter what we do or say on this episode today, you guys are going to have such a good time, because this music is so fun. 
Um, yeah, I just can't say enough about the blend that he's able to achieve in these soundtracks, both compositionally and instrument choice. It's incredibly unique while also feeling very familiar and comforting. It just is such creative music. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a big part of what makes uh, a piece of music like this make you want to dance is the elements of the production. First of all, that four on the floor kick drum is a, a time-tested way to get people up and out of their seats. But uh, in conjunction with that kick drum, one of the things that makes it hit so hard is the effect of that side-chain compression, which mm-hmm. is sort of that sound that you're familiar with in so much pop music, which is every time that kick drum hits, uh, the bass instrument and the pads are brought down aggressively. That's where you get that sort of... Wah, yeah, wah, imagine, wah, imagine wah. the waveform of the entire song is jumping up and down just like the audience would be. Like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. jumping up and down and there's a lot I like of movement thinking of it that way yeah <laughs> and energy <laughs> oh my god this is just a non-stop yeah, episode it's i mean such a dazzling arrangement there's so much to listen to i mean i think his yeah. use of stereoscopic arranging just that you know it, it's almost like if you close your eyes and you visualize all the musical elements before you in every corner of the painting there's something interesting to look at there's so much contrast i mean the entire spectrum from low frequency sounds to high frequency sounds even though this is all entirely electronics there still are such a great variety of timbres in all of the different rhythms all the syncopations interlock together in such a satisfying way that it's that great thing where you can just take the whole sum of it and it hits you like this wall of sound which is so enjoyable but you can kind of of get into the weeds you can listen to pick out certain elements and you'll find that everything is so well composed and so well arranged together and that's just what i love about jake kaufman's music is it's it doesn't require you to listen to it with like an academic mind but it also rewards kind of close listening because he's very thoughtful about all these things but he's also just so instinctual and knows how to get a very physical reaction out of his listeners i think I totally agree. Well, this next track I'm so excited because it's one of my favorites from Mighty Switch Force, and it's this great combination of dance and fusion mixed together. Oh my God, it's so good. Let's take a listen to BGM Jive Bot.
You guys listening to BGM Jive Bot. I think an underrated masterpiece from Mighty Switch Wars. This is one of the best. There's so much creativity, so many different ideas happening, even in this one piece of music. There's actually quite a bit of sections, and finally when it gets to that, I guess I would consider chorus, it really is a payoff. It feels so good. Will was commenting on something really important when we were listening to this, the construction of this piece of music. The drums that you hear in this track, and a lot of this score, are actually fairly simple, fairly basic. They're not very busy. It allows for the busyness and the syncopation to happen from all the other elements. And that's one of the most solid, groovy things about these scores is that the drums are actually quite simple and it gives a lot of room for everything else to breathe uh, and kind of flourish around it. This is so good. I love the chord choices too. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's something that any composer needs to be aware of if they're looking for clarity in their arrangements that, um, you know, it's sort of like the more busy something becomes, the less transparent it is. So you really need some element to ground you. And I think with Jake Kaufman's music, the temptation is to focus on all of the dazzling things. But uh, sometimes, yeah, the elephant in the living room is like, this just this very sort of stock looped consistent drum pattern almost the most stereotypical kick and snare and hi-hat pattern that's all mono right down the center but that's so necessary for the way that this piece of music works because the groove is consistent and all it, it allows the harmony the melody all the various shimmering colors to be as dazzling and exciting and surprising because you have that form, you have that structure, you're well, grounded by the um, percussion. You know what it makes me think of? Jake Kaufman is one of those composers that I don't think it's possible for him to make samey, easy, basic, cliche music. I have a feeling like some developer at Way Forward was probably just like, all right, Jake, it, we just we need it to all be dance music. It just needs to be four on the floor dance music. He's like, all right, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to make it four on the floor, but what I'm going to do around it is some of the most wild, creative, inventive yes. stuff that there's no way 100%. they were asking for. I really like <laughs> some of the like EDM electronic uh, colors, almost the quasi-dubstep colors. Dubstep was uh-huh. really popular right around... I-, I feel like it started becoming popular in like the american pop culture zeitgeist around like 2010 and so uh the way he starts this this track with the that sort of wub wub bass with the lfos and everything he's totally kind of tapping into that contemporary at the time language and then bringing it into his rich world of like you know vgm jazz fusion kind of harmony and almost a more retro approach to dance music just with that sort of like almost i don't know european house bouncing Mm -hmm. up and down thing it's so much fun God, so good. Well, I'm very excited to move on to the track Will was alluding to earlier. A lot of good memories dancing to this. It's BGM, Whoa, I'm in Space Cuba. A lot of 80s pop vibes, 80s dance vibes with this one. The thing that it makes me think of more than anything else is Gloria Estefan and her music. So if you like this track, you should actually go and check out some of Gloria's tunes. Uh, This groove um, is one of those endlessly inspirational grooves to me. I think about it all the time. There's a lot of pieces of music that I've written over the years. Uh, that I can't help but think about this tune. So very important for both of us. This is Whoa, I'm in Space Cuba. (laughs) 
You guys are listening to BGM Whoa, I'm in Space Cuba. Composed by Jake Kaufman for Mighty Switch Force. It's such a special, singular piece of music. There's nothing else in the world quite like this track. One of the reasons we love it so much, Will was commenting that there's something about this track. There's just a little bit more of a finesse and nuance and in, in care detail put into this track that's kind of a step above the rest. It's just so good. And the groove is undeniable. I mean, even if you don't know anything about technical elements of music and you don't you don't have to know anything about that stuff to enjoy music clearly you're going to enjoy this track for so many different reasons yeah I, the, the the thing that it, it's just so confident it hits you like a ton of bricks instantly. it's also pretty funny i mean there's there's a sense of humor in this track i mean when the clap Absolutely. comes in when the orchestra hits and the excessive Amounts of orchestra hits come in. Um, it's hilarious, too. I mean, it's also hilarious because it's so funky, and the bass is basically taking a solo throughout 90% of the track. Um, there's no repetition, really, in the bass part. I mean, he's on a MIDI keyboard playing through the whole four-minute song, it sounds like, and just soloing and just shredding and noodling around whenever he wants to, and I love it for that. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing that I love about it is everything is quantized, so it's like... Exactly. It, it's very expressive. There's so much detail. Like all these tracks we've been saying, there's, it's just so dazzling to listen to, um, but everything is also... Th- there's that finesse, which part of it comes from the quantization. Everything hits yeah. perfectly, and I mean, his highly saturated... Production. I mean, the way that he uses compression and limiting is so extreme. I mean, it's why it's when you look at the waveforms, yeah. it's that sort of some of the loudest of sound. Um, but it, he, it's very stylized. I mean, if, if if you're thinking of an equivalent to like film, it would be kind of where all the colors are super saturated, and the darks are super dark, the lights are super light, and you know all the colors are turned up in extreme. That's the way. That's sort of the palette that Jake has musically, but production wise, I think for Mighty Switch Force. And in this track, I I just think it so suits the composition because there is so much kind of frenetic action going on yeah. that there's something about the the glue of the loudness and the compression that makes everything hit you in this kind of static way that yeah. you know if this track wasn't compressed as much if there was much more dynamic range i actually think it would be more overwhelming there's something about the loudness in the consistency of that wall of sound that it, again, it's like even though it's the comforting, groove, the oddly. drums are, are much more complex in this song than, um, say, like that uh, "Love You, Love You" or "Jive Bot" that we were listening mm-hmm. to. Uh, there's something so consistent and dancey about this that uh, I, I think really comes from the production. Well, here's, here's one of the best ways to describe the music of Mighty Switch Force 1 and 2 is the groove elements and maybe the rhythm section is quite basic at times and gives you that strong primal groove. But around it, whether it's the chords, the melodies, the flourishes, incredibly complicated and so it's a really great balance of the simple and the, and the complex. Right. Well, let's move on to a really interesting piece of music. This is another piece that has some Kirby energy to it and speed to it, but it's almost like if Kirby had some sort of secret alter ego that was like a little bit cooler and darker, uh, this would fit that. Let's take a listen to BGM Apprehend Them. <laughs> ¶¶ 
absolutely insane. You guys are listening to BGM Apprehend Them for Mighty Switch Force, composed by Vert. And this one has a lot of unique identity to it. Uh, it has some of that breakbeat drum and bass quality to it. It's also referencing a lot of classic video game music, series such as Kirby. This is one of the pieces that has a lot of love for VGM. It's going for some specific VGM quirks and maybe gimmicks uh, here and there. Definitely, yeah. Specifically, the the, um, the drums. There's something about that hi-hat sound. It makes me think of like NES music, mm-hmm. where there's something so digital and precise in and the bass too you don't hear that in dance music <laughs> quantize everything is it yeah it it sounds like old chiptune kind of stuff but it really does yeah it's like the he really seems to strike this great balance his music is so singular and you can hear the influences and the mm-hmm. decisions the brush strokes so to speak are so evident and done with such intention yet his music is kind of of this singular category whether he's doing something chiptune or something entirely acoustic or something like mighty switch force that doesn't necessarily feel like chip music it's just more electronic dance music but not yeah. necessarily in in chip elements that we've though. ever heard before honestly all of his stuff though does fit in this category all to his own and mm-hmm. i i can't quite understand why but i think it's the specific way that he blends all of his influences with such confidence and such deftness that and it, with it his doesn't own seem voice. like he's yeah he doesn't seem to be when he's writing at least i don't detect any level of like insecurity or uh, a, a lack of understanding of who he is and what he's Attempting. I think there's it's an instinctual quality to his music. I know for a fact that he that he works incredibly fast. I mean, we've all seen some of his Twitch streams when he's working on music, and it's oozing out of him uh, at a, an alarmingly fast speed. Uh, okay, let's move on to couldn't be more excited. This week's track of the week. <laughs> this is BGM Yummy. It's one of those undeniable pieces of music that every time you put it on, no matter how many times you've heard it, you just got to listen to the whole thing and smile. It's one of my favorite pieces of EGM. Let's take a listen to Yummy.
Oh my god. Oh, this is so good. One of my favorite tunes of all time. This is BGM Yummy by Jay Kaufman. I think it might be my favorite Jay Kaufman tune. It's just... <laughs> it makes you shake your head and smile. It makes you get really happy and also mad at the same time. Because how can someone be this good at music? I, on the surface, it's a simple piece of music. It's kind of repetitive and has this short melody that it does get altered, but it repeats a lot. But it couldn't be more catchy. It couldn't be more entertaining. The way that that melody and that jazzy chord progression work alongside that dubstep repetitive bass line is so catchy. Yeah. And one of the oddest, most unique combinations I've ever heard. It works incredibly well. I love this. Yeah, uh, I actually started crying uh, listening to this. Uh, I'm like, not I surprised. I just put my hand over my face. Um, and it it's wasn't, that good. It wasn't in the, like, you know, Jacob Collier, like, oh, he's so impressive and it's showing off. Because there's something about this, but it's so in service to the listener. Oh, it's, God, so it's so humble. filled with pure joy and beauty. Yeah. And it's just like... I don't know. I, I, I just feel like anything I can say doesn't matter Dude, because I, the music with says you. it all. It's I actually like, really got emotional too listening uh, to this because you're you're in the presence of a true well, master. It is so emotional. I mean, there's such richness in the melody and harmony. Yeah, it's just like, oh man, I honestly hope they play this at his funeral. Like it's it's so <laughs> perfect and it's such it so captures the essence of like what a human being writing music can like give to the world it's yeah uh it just makes me so emotional what a special spirit he is oh my god there's nobody there's nobody like him uh there never has been and i really don't think there ever will be that is yummy um and it is i i it's safe to say it's better than justin bieber's yummy uh yeah this is <laughs> amazing that was the track of the week folks let's keep going Another kind of maybe uh, underrated piece. This is BGM Breakup Takedown. You guys listening to BGM Breakup Takedown. I love this track because you can hear that Jay Kaufman is a big fan of prog music, progressive rock music, because one of the later sections, maybe the bridge section of this tune, kind of reminds me of some progressive tunes by maybe a band like Kansas, some other lesser known progressive material. Uh, really cool that he can, again, mix that in with 
overall, I guess it's it's dance music, but there's so much more identity, unique identity to it. Um, yeah, this is a track that overall is a lot more progressive than something like Yummy. Uh, it's not going to be... If, if Yummy is like the hit single of this album, this is going to be more of a deep cut. Well, it's funny because you talk about how progressive it is, yet it's also like the cutest Hello Kitty <laughs> Japanese kind of like adorable, that is true. positive energy. Like Kansas would never write anything so... Uh, I guess saccharin, for lack of a better word. It's, it's very so true. sugary sweet. But yeah, I mean, it's like there's a lot happening. Like, we've talked about this in the arrangement about how much dazzling stuff there is to listen to, but that's the thing is Jake Kaufman kind of throws everything at the wall and uses yeah. all of his might, no pun intended, to make Nothing's the off listening limits. experience effortless. <laughs> Nothing is... Because, yeah, there's no bad ideas. But I think... It, in by almost by definition like progressive jazz progressive rock music that's progressive is meant to challenge the listener in kind of you have to be an active participant where Kaufman's music is he's challenging himself he's doing Mm -hmm. all of these dazzling athletic feats to make the listening experience effortless in almost like using all of this complexity to create a singular emotion like the emotion here is just pure yellow happiness it's It's not like it's not this mix of pain and happy and sad though it's complex it's this amazing thing of see to me complexity in music is born out of of uh, just adding contra- contrasting elements. So you maybe have a, a sweet melody with a melancholic chord progression, and then you get right. this blend of... But what's more difficult is doing something complex and adding detail and then almost creating something more simple through the sum of all of the elements. And that's what I think Kaufman does in a track like this, where the total sum of all of these admittedly progressive elements is like an emotional outcome that's so simple yeah i totally agree and it's it's really cool that you're talking about all of that because this is a really great contrast to maybe those energies that we've been experiencing i'd say it's not stripped down because that doesn't exist on these scores it's still energetic but comparatively i think it's maybe a little bit more uh simple and stripped down uh this is called tally screen so imagine either at the end of a stage or at the end of the game it's kind of tallying up your score so let's keep that in mind tally screen You guys are listening to Tally Screen from Mighty Switch Force. 
composed by Jake Kaufman. I really love this. It's so beautiful. It's perfect, you know, score music, tally music. There's a wandering and endless quality to it. It's it's fairly calming and relaxing while also being energetic and dancey too. Just a perfect uh, tally screen theme for Mighty Switch Force. Yeah, this is a this is a chord progression I don't think we've ever explicitly talked about before, but it has a really specific um, emotional connotation where it's that yeah. it, it starts off making you think it's almost Lydian because it has that major two chord yeah da da right. da, but then in the very next chord it goes to the four chord and then the da becomes da yeah and then it has that plagal cadence where you go from the four back to the one and there's something very um i guess on the dark side of the circle of fifths there's a yeah, very it, warm quality to what i love about cadence. that and this isn't the only example of that it's something that is reminiscent of film music when, when you think about the chords and how they're constructed, yes, that's actually not the first certainly. track where that's been the case. There was another yeah. track where some we of the forgot chords to talk about that there was were so much... cinematic, uh, yes, and it was really definitely. cool that he's combining that with the most, you know, the opposite palette that you would get yeah, in Yeah, that's film. why it's like the, the two halves of this chord progression, the first half feels like film music because it's that wistful Lydian quality, but the second half feels like pop music because right. then going to the four to the one feels like a really kind of congenial thing. So it's this great circular progression that I love mm-hmm. that he's found because he's just dabbling a little bit of a, a sort of filmic thing a little God, bit so of good. that modal thing but also still he returns to that world of pop music but there's something about that chord progression that feels very video gamey to me too there's something mm-hmm. about like um we're indulging in emotion but it's still happy and fun and contained in this sort of cyclical dance progression it's something mm. that reminds me of a lot of credits music it makes me think of Ooh. something that would be in like the sonic series uh, there's something about that two chord being major going to the four chord in that raised fourth being the natural fourth. And then that, yeah, da, da. I don't know. There's something really, because even if you just track the, the core notes that I'm talking about would be, yeah, da, da, da. Sure. That's really the trajectory of the harmony and that um, the third of each chord um, is really kind of an important tone to track. It's definitely setting up the ending, and I couldn't think of a better lead-in to the actual end credits other than t- that tally screen. That was perfect. This is the end credits. This is the last track we're going to focus on from the first game. Other than the playout today, be sure to stick around for that. It's a really cool remix that he did um, that's available on the Bandcamp. I don't know if it was in-game, but it's available on the Bandcamp. Uh, this is the end credits from Mighty Switch Force. <laughs>
There you have it, folks. That's the end credits from Mighty Switch Force, composed by Jake Kaufman, taking some themes we've heard and uh, soloing over them, messing around with them, having a lot of fun. Uh, it's it, the exact vibe you'd expect from a classic uh, end credits VGM tune. And, and again, there's a lot of love and reverence for old school video game music, but he's combining that with a little bit more of a modern sound. Um, I love how much soloing there is on these two scores. I mean, there's moments when he's taking a little solo on a synth lead. He might be taking a solo on a bass. Um, having a lot of fun. Very jazzy. Very virtuosic. I love this. Yeah, me too. Uh, this has a lot of the same qualities of that last piece. That sort of... Um, there's a, a wistful optimism to it. There's a little bit of that. A little bit of melancholy. melancholy sad the game's over. Overall, so positive. And in that sort of dancey idiom that he's established, you'll notice there's a lot less in the way of like a thumping, driving kick drum that's propelling you forward. Yeah, this and is that's a track perfect. That's, you're meant to sit it's on, giving you which a break is from that. Yeah, I mean, if you think of the way credits work is I think the way so much music can tend to have a lot of energy is you have this scrolling text. So there's something the music needs to almost seem to propel it upward. Yet yeah. you are meant to sort of sit there. It is a moment where you're meant to just sort of be silent and reflective. So for a kind of mm. dance music score, it poses an interesting challenge. And I do think the way that he's mixed this, there's a, a lot less... I think emphasis of like kinetic energy in the low end um, that makes it different from some of the other tracks. I totally agree. It's a great ending. It's a great way to end this experience. Very different actually and contrasting to what we've heard before. Let's now move on to Mighty Switch Force 2. And if you're a fan of the first game and a fan of the first soundtrack, this was Christmas for you because he continues the energy but also adds some slightly different flavors to it as well. Let's take a listen to Got to Be a Star. He just keeps bringing the jams, the bangers, folks. This has got to be a star by Jake Kaufman. And he brings that same balance and that same combination of synths and chip tunes and reverence for VGM, but also reverence for dance music and his own voice 
as and well. Jazz, um, jazz harmony, jazz, American pop sure. music. But also, I think he overall in Mighty Switch Force Two has a little bit of a different emotion and direction to the music. All of it has a slightly different direction, um, slightly than than the first game, which I really like. This is so good. It's a, it's a hit single for sure. Yeah, I think this one is definitely modeling its production after Yummy and Whoa, I'm in Space Cuba with that yep. sort of having that one acoustic element of the piano that's been very produced, EQ'd, and verb in with the electronic palette. But yeah, in general, I think there's a different tone with this game very subtly, and I think part of it has to do with the kinds of synth colors. There's a lot yeah. of more pure... Not exactly sine wave, but sine wavy synths. It's less of a sort of biting FM sound in general, right. and a little bit, a little smoother, closer to, um, I don't know, more of like an old school techno approach to some of the instrumentation. But it's also getting closer to more modern EDM at the same time. Well, yeah, I mean, it feels a little silly to say this because overall it's so not. But there are moments in Mighty Switch Force 2 that feel a little more authentic electronic music than the first game. Again, yeah, I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's kind of like channeling his love and his influence more in the specific idiom, which is, I yep. think, what he was trying to do with the first one. Um, it's interesting. It almost like if if you weren't told which one was first, you'd almost think the first game was second because I know it's what you much, mean. It's it's, it's much less restrained. Yeah, yeah, it just seems more like Unleashed. confident, and mm-hmm. this one feels more kind of slightly restrained more in a specific idiom which is great but yeah it's interesting that um it's like as he went on maybe he was listening to more electronic music and kind of got more into certain kind of edm artists or something or what if it was a collaborative thing where what if uh, the developers kind of wanted to slightly rein it in a little bit uh anything's possible uh let's move on to the next track we're going to focus on this is exothermic Absolute gem. This is Exothermic for Mighty Switch Force 2. Um, and Will was mentioning that there's some moments that remind him of Shovel Knight. And this was just a year before that particular masterpiece. And so I totally agree. There's some melodic moments on Mighty Switch Force 2 where you can kind of hear him 
get into that headspace a little bit. This is such a good piece of music. It's so unique from the stuff we've heard. It's a little darker, um, just absolutely energetic and thrilling. This is amazing. Very video gamey. The way he uses the Dorian mode here and some of the uh, melodic gestures really remind me of Shovel Knight. It mm-hmm. almost foreshadows some of the music in there. Uh, and such a it's catchy, very adventurous Yeah, but again, the production seems more authentic to kind of dubstep, EDM, like the particular tones. It, I think it more has to do, it's not so much like the production in terms of how he's compressing and limiting and mixing everything. It's more the actual tones themselves, the bass instruments, the leads. I agree, man. I don't know if you noticed this, but... Here's the sense that I get. I think Mighty Switch Force 1 sounds a little bit more like Jake being Jake. There's a lot of other kind of goofy scores and goofy one-off tracks he's done over the years that have this really zany eclecticism in the composition. Mighty Mm -hmm. Switch Force 2, there's a lot more of a clear idea for each track. It's like, okay, this is the emotion of this track, and it's a little more reined in. It's in in the style of X. It's kind of like when he does, you know, orchestral music or classical music or, you know, he's like in a specific or he's done disco or funk where it's not it's not just like him being purely himself exactly. he's channeling his amazing instincts through a I'm glad we form. honestly I'm glad we get both types today both examples today cuz I adore both of them Yeah I imagine also it's like as he's trying to find more ideas I think finding more comfort writing wholly in the the pre-established form is probably Mm. where some of the ideas are coming, where it feels like in the first game, he's writing the idea of the composition. He's writing the idea of the song and kind of letting that be whatever it wants to be. Well, I also know uh, because I've heard him say this, that he, he does always want to do something new. He doesn't just want to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And so that's probably why he, maybe it was just his decision that he wanted to try to go more specific with, with the second one. Let's move to the next track. We're going to play today it's called glow You guys listening to glow cool track very progressive very cinematic as well overall i think he did step up the production a little bit on the second game it's a little more cohesive a little bit more polished first one still sounds incredible though so you can't knock 
uh, the first production. But yeah, a little bit more specific. I love the times when he's getting a little bit of that film score excitement and heroism thrown in with this dance coat of paint. It's it's so unique, man. Yeah, there's a real cinematic quality to some of the harmonies. We heard that in some of the tracks in the first game. Mm-hmm. The sort of like surprising major chords in a non-functional way. That yeah. It seems spacey or sci-fi almost. It sounds like Williams or Goldsmith kind of a move. Mm. But then he, it's interesting. I like what he does in this track. He sort of blurs the lines between is it more of a film music influence or is it like a jazz fusion, chains of slash chord kind yeah. of harmony and i like how he blurs the lines that way because it's me too two different uses of a lot of same types of uh harmonic elements but obviously with very different connotations it's kind of the way that we've talked about how composers will use some of the dual connotations of modes so for instance the dorian mode maybe both sounds like progressive rock of the 70s but it also sounds like medieval music and kind of intentionally using both those connotations i feel like that's what jake's doing here where he knows that these surprising chords maybe feel almost evocative of you know science fiction film music but it also feels evocative of the kind of dance music and jazz music styles that uh he's well he's committing doing something kind of sneaky here because i think if you just listen to the chords and the melody you're totally right it would sound more cinematic or more sci-fi but because he has this really cute sugary modern electronic slash vgm coat of paint yeah you're almost not noticing that as much and he's he's able to go in different compositional directions again than the developers were necessarily asking for or that the the listener is expecting and so that's what i love about his music is there's always a little bit more happening under the hood than you might expect for sure And that's a cool track. Let's move on to the next one we're going to play. I love this one. One of my favorites from the second score. This is Dalmatian Station. You guys are listening to Dalmatian Station from Mighty Switch Force 2. Such a cool track. Very catchy, very groovy. We wanted to uh, take this opportunity right now to, to plug something you guys may have seen on our social media, but if not, you should head on over to our social media, uh, Twitter or Facebook, because um, 
a game that we've been working on the music for a while, Nianru, which is a throwback 16-bit side-scrolling game where you play a cat who is a superhero. Uh, the dev just launched a Kickstarter for that game, and so if you're interested, you should definitely check that out. Very exciting. Yeah, the, we definitely, you know, we want this game to get funded. We're very invested in it. You know, we've been a part of the team for, I think it's been almost like two years at this point, and we put a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, work into the soundtrack, so we're very invested in its success, so, you know, any any kind of support you can give to that project is absolutely support to us, and we very yeah. much appreciate that. Um, yeah, You can also, on the Kickstarter page, you can, uh, there's links where you can play the demo, uh, so if you're curious about that, definitely do yes. so. Yes, the demo yeah. is available now on Steam, and it's Nyanru, Nyan, uh, uh, kind of a, a wink and a nod to the Japanese version of the kind of meow sound that a cat makes. Right. Um, it's yeah, it, it's it's a fun game. We've very we've been kind game. of involved in a lot of aspects of it, and so I'm really proud of the music that we've done Me so too. far. I'm really excited to share more of that work with all of you guys. Absolutely. Well, let's get back into some Jay Kaufman. The next track we're going to play from Mighty Switch Force 2 is Soak Patrol Alpha. You guys are listening to Soak Patrol Alpha from Mighty Switch Force 2. Um, yeah, a really nice smattering here. Uh, this piece and the next piece we're going to move to, uh, two of my favorites from the score. Uh, yeah, I-, I really love Mighty Switch Force 2. I think it was a score that grew on me over the years. Switch Force 1 was more immediate for me, and as soon as I heard it, I fell in love. It actually was one of the things that truly made me fall in love with this composer. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas Switch Force 2 was, you know, a little bit, like I said, more specific and nuanced, and took me maybe a little longer to fully appreciate it. But some of these tracks, such as this and the next one we're going to play, could fit up there uh, with, you know, some of my favorite Switch Force tunes. Love it. Yeah, yeah, you know, the Mighty Switch Force 2 stuff kind of reminds me of the work that Jake did on the DuckTales remaster, which was a great game. And you can tell, you know, he just has nothing but love for that soundtrack. But there's this mm-hmm. quality where he sort of loses himself in it, which in any yeah. case, it would be something you admire from a composer. But I guess for Jake Kaufman, it's like, I want to hear him front and center. So something like the DuckTales remaster 
didn't necessarily fit like a glove because what I want from Jake is I want his shit. You know, I want his new yeah, I'm with ideas you. and his melodies and him being free, not being restrained by anything. Um, his and, and this is obviously voice. not even close to the same kind of situation, but yeah, you can almost feel, um, honestly, on like a spiritual level, that there's something of like that almost like someone came into the room and said, Hey, sorry, we love what you're doing, but could you just turn it down a little bit? And so it's like, <laughs> now he's going back and turning it up, but it's like, That's interesting. it doesn't feel like his heart is like allowed to soar as jubilantly as it was. It's still phenomenal and yeah. just so exciting and fun. But I, I yeah, I, I'm glad that you're saying that. Cause I do feel mm-hmm. something kind of, I can't quite put my finger on it. There's just something so special, him. and and like what you said, you know, soaring jubilantly about uh, the Switch Force One score. Um, but I'm really glad we get to focus on both of them, and I love this next track we're gonna play. One of my favorites, Rainbow Love Zone. God, this is amazing. You guys are listening to Rainbow Love Zone. This is by Jake Kaufman from Mighty Switch Force 2, and this one is a standout. I mean, it's one of the pieces that has a little bit of a different groove to it. Not that typical four-on-the-floor dance groove. A little, almost more of like this kind of halftime feel maybe to it. Eventually gets into a little bit more of that standard groove. But yeah, love this one. Love the chords. Um, again, there's that cinematic quality to it. Very exciting. A little progressive here and there, but so catchy, so fun. Yeah, and the chord progression of this one feels like very much a love letter, again, to that sort of 8-bit era, almost something like a DuckTales. Like, there's a real yeah. 80s quality Oh my god, this. this is so 80s. It's crazy. It's just oozing with 80s cheese in the best possible way. Well, yeah, and I guess that's like something that we haven't really talked about a lot, but that's such an you know, inextricable element of Kaufman's style is kind of so much love of, yeah, 80s pop music, 80s film music, 80s video game music. But, you know, anyone that writes music for synthesizers and is into electronic music, I mean, inevitably you've been influenced by at least so just so much innovation from that particular decade. And I think, you know, we're all still living with so much 
And now there's kind of like this retro, and has been for almost a couple decades, this retro 80s nostalgia love that so much of oh, our for music sure. is filtered through. Yeah, no, if you think about synthwave and so many other genres, yeah, no, that's true. But one thing I love about Jake Kaufman is it's not just about the sounds and the gimmicks. There's a lot of other composers right. that people will say, oh, this sounds 80s because of what? Because of the sounds, right? Because of the textures. Right. Not so. With Jake, there's actually some compositional and rhythmic and syncopation things happening that also remind me of 80s music. I'm so glad you say that because I think what a lot of people um, almost make fun of about the 80s is how indulgent it was when it comes to emotion. But that's my favorite thing about the 80s. Mm -hmm. I like the chord progressions and the melodies and stuff more than I like the actual sounds. Um, and so there is this yeah. thing when people are nostalgic for the 80s. Yeah, they just want to get wrong the surface thing. level. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually glad what in about some the cases heart we moved away from it. the surface level. Like that was the the real kind of um, Jake's music has the heart. It also yeah. has the gimmicks. It has it all, folks. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to, uh, we're getting close to the end of the episode, which is so sad when you have a Jake-focused episode. But here we go. This is The Afterblaze. Absolute banger. This is the Afterblaze by Jake Vert Kaufman from Mighty Switch Force 2. And Will was remarking on this, and we have to say again, we've been giving a lot of praise today to the ideas, the compositions by Jake, but the level of production and polish is unmatched, basically. It's just so badass, the entire production. It just sounds really good, it's really loud, it's really hard-hitting, ferocious. It's as multicolored and pure and exciting and confident as, as all the of ideas. these musical choices. Yeah. I mean, I the, totally the, every, agree. It's, it's the a perfect very representation. hot mix. The compressors are really <laughs> working hard here, and it's very saturated. Like, if, if I heard him play some of these ideas on the piano, uh, it would get my imagination going. And honestly, this presentation, I couldn't, in my wildest dreams, imagine anything better, anything more fitting or colorful than this definitely yeah there's there's just such a dazzling aspect to all of these and they're they're great arrangements i mean there's so much to listen to and i love the sounds that he gets like particularly the the bass sound here it's just great it's got such a a striking and sharp and bright attack 
but it has this oh, rich so kind biting. of sub bass low end and it's it just has badass. an undeniable synthy quality that doesn't sound like fm necessarily but it has that same overtone rich biting quality of the fm i feel like he's he's kind of like we've talked about how this palette is much more in the contemporary electronic dance music style but i feel like it's almost like thinking about orchestration in a broad sense um he's he's getting the same meat and potatoes so to speak that he would get from his um older kind of chip sounds and he, yeah jake loves using fm and he uses a lot less fm on the mighty switch force 2 soundtrack but i feel mm-hmm. like it's because he's through eq and just customizing these sounds he's he's able to get some of the rich response that he would get on um some of the more explicitly retro synths well i'm really excited to move on to this it's the last track of the day other than the playout, and it's so fun this is a straight up song featuring vocals it's using music from the title theme as well as that got to be a star he's making it into a pop song which is great that's kind of what he's been imagining this whole time so this piece features jeff ball on violin real violin that's great and then another Jeff, it features Jeff Luke on lead vocals. And then the backing vocals is uh, by Sean Velasco and Jake himself, Kaufman. So this is a really fun song. It's Rescue Girl, which is the credits from Mighty Switch Force 2. God, this is adorable. You guys are listening to Rescue Girl, the credits theme composed by Jake Kaufman from Mighty Switch Force 2 featuring Jeff Luke on vocals, uh, Jeff Ball on violin. It's so cute. I love that Jake is also singing in the background. Um, It's just adorable. There's a DIY element to this. Uh, There's also a polished studio element to it as well. And it's that combination we've talked about today. So many different energies coming together uh and there's so many coming together on this kind of reminiscent of 90s r&b and pop video game music i do wish he could have gotten all these lyrics translated into japanese and gotten japanese men and women to sing on this amazing that would would like totally nail everything about it um yep it's really cute i i really like this song it works as a song yeah it's just great 
Yeah, there's something, there's sort of the spell of the music gets broken, I think, when you add lyrics and vocals, and it's like it almost becomes too explicit somehow. Well, it's definitely um, it's a bit a of a joke. it's such a fun treat. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely a joke, mm-hmm. but there's something about, like, th- this material presented instrumentally that there's, like, something about, like, I get that it's funny, but I'm not laughing because I'm just so dazzled by it. Where once it's you add the vocals, man. it, like... It cements it as just a joke in a way where it, as much as it's funny, I also just, I genuinely love this music. I love I this melody. I, I think, love this progression. I think it's, it's so the perfect, enjoyable. I think it's the perfect placement for that, though, if you're going to have this yes, winky totally. moment for the credits. Because it's music, it's all tunes that you've already heard. Yeah, and it's material that we're, we've already been introduced to. And I yeah, adore it's a, it. It's great. It's a very fun moment for the Well, guys, in that spirit, that's what we're doing for the playout. We're, we're going to play one of the many outstanding remixes that are available on the end of the two Bandcamp soundtracks. This is Apprehend Them Bonus Chip Mix, and it is a remix by Jake himself. There's some outstanding guest remixes too. You guys should check out from other chip tuners, and they're all really good. We'll leave that to you guys to to check that out. But yeah, we're gonna end the day with this remix. Oh my god, dude, what a fun episode! I just didn't want this to end. <laughs> yeah, this was so much fun. I am reeling. My body is physically shaking, and I think I need a little bit of time <laughs> it's exhausting. to recover. It's a lot of dance uh, to throw at you. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us today. This was thank you, such Jake. a fun episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you, Jake. Uh, we want to give a couple shout outs again to uh, our Kickstarter for Nyanru. Um, mm-hmm. Check that out if you haven't. And yeah, we should talk about Meg West. What just happened, I guess, right? Because by the time this episode comes out, it will be over, sadly. But yeah, we can still talk about it. Right now, we're recording this actually on Friday the 2nd, and so Meg West just started. Our set is, to, is you know, at time of recording tomorrow. But again, when you guys listen to this, it will already have happened. It's probably going to go up. You'll be able to... We'll let you guys know if the official MegFest YouTube channel is going to put it up, or if we're going to put it up, or something like that. We'll, we'll let you guys know, if you missed it, how to check it out. Um, it will definitely yeah, and be up in some capacity. We also wanted to mention, you know, hop on over to our Discord channel. We can um, uh, imagine this weekend we've been talking about Meg West stuff, but uh, yeah. I, I know that I want to figure out some way of doing some like big group Zoom call or something or some way because I, I think it's sad, you know, we recently heard the news that they've decided to cancel you know, Meg mm-hmm. Fest in person this year, which is not shocking, but it right. is sad for those of us because that's always such a great way for us to meet so many of you and to kind of be a part of this physical community together. So um, we're going to brainstorm and find some fun ways of getting some of that yep. uh, time this year, even though it has to probably be virtual. So uh, Absolutely. stay tuned to our Discord and our social media for that because we'll be talking about that. Yeah, and if you want to join our Discord, just shoot us an email. We're always happy to send an invite link to yep. anybody who wants to be part of that. Thanks a lot, everybody. Enjoy this really cool bonus chip mix of Apprehend Them. That's it. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>